today. Sally Lucas joining us to talk travel. Does tulips in Tassie take your fancy or maybe a little Waikato in New Zealand? Sally Lucas joining us as usual to talk travel. Now, Sally, it's all about Tassie to start off with today and not just tulips. Not just tulips, but can I say, Jane, when we were there a few years back now, we went to this tulip farm, the Table Cape Tulip Farm. It's in Tasmania's northwest, about 180 metres perched above Bass Strait, and it's home to the largest tulip fields in the Southern Hemisphere. And it's from September to late October. You'll just get this. Oh, it's spectacular. As far as the eye can see, you've got tulips. And they actually grow other things as well, not just tulips, but um, other bulb varieties but the tulips are just absolutely magnificent as far as your eyes can see you'd think you're in Holland I think so um, they actually export would you believe even to Holland Um, and they do have a popular tulip festival which is on this year Saturday the 9th of October and it brings music food and all sorts of events to the lovely little town of Wynyard so you can always do that and if you've got a photo I've still got photos at home actually I mean it is we were just almost missed it. It was at the tail end. So we were there, I think, early November, but they were still there, but not as profuse as they would be in September, October. So they're saying this is celebrate the arrival of spring with a trip to Tassie this year, saying that there's so many inspiring things that you can do. So we've just mentioned one of them. And the other one is they say, taste and sip your way along the East Coast. And why not? Uh, cool climate vineyards, which have wonderful fine wines and of course they have the Great Eastern Wine Week which is on from the 3rd to the 13th of September so keep an eye out for that Um, and also in the third week of November you've got the Bichonneau Food and Wine Festival as well with they have master classes by renowned chefs, food experts etc. Also they say you know get crafty (laughs) they have a craft fair Mm -hmm. 40th edition on the 29th of October to the 1st of November spread over eight venues five galleries works of over 260 artisans it's Australia's largest working display of arts and crafts and I know people that have gone there and it's at that time and it is apparently absolutely amazing Um, also they do this what they call an intimate festival extraordinary experiences and unusual spaces and this is the Junction Art Festival in the city of Launceston, which comes on with open-air galleries, theatre and music, and for five days over the first week of September. So there's lots happening down there. And again, refine your senses in uh, northern Tasmania, where music, food and wine come, to come together over two weeks at the Tasmanian Chamber Music Festival. So it's a true feast for all the senses down there, with art exhibitions, degustation dinners, incredible music on the program. And due to an increase in in demand, the festival has turned into two festivals this year with two packages, 20th to the 22nd or 22nd to the 24th of October. And there's a wonderful tour, if anyone's interested, called Tasmania In Depth, which is covering all sorts of interesting places, including some of those I've mentioned. And that is um, operating between um, September and April next year, if you're interested. It's 14 days in depth, even doing things like the Rack and Gorge Pinion Railway, all sorts of interesting things. Very, very in-depth tour of Tasmania, if you're interested, and I can give you more information on that a little later. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I and Sally it might be time for us to hop across the ditch 
the Dutch certainly is. And this is coming from the Waikato region. Um, their tourism area there is promoting their wonderful area because it's famous for its rolling hills and lush countryside. And they consider it a jewel in the crown of the North Island. And again, they're saying you can enjoy it year round, but spring and summer are certainly glorious times to visit. So whatever you're into, there's heaps to do. And of course, you've got the the main large city in that area is Hamilton. And um, it's got world famous gardens there as well and outdoor adventures. And also uh, some of New Zealand's best surfing is at a town called uh, Raglan, one of the longest left hand surf breaks in the world. I did not know that. Take note. Take note, yeah, and apparently it's uh, renowned for its laid-back vibe in the town and artistic community and great cafes and bars. Plenty of walks and adventures to get into in the green countryside that surrounds this lovely place. So they're saying it's New Zealand's best-kept secret, or maybe not for much longer. Well, not now, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we all have heard of the Waitomo Glowworm Caves. I mean, they are famous, of course. They are wonderful, and even though you can also see glowworm caves down south around Tiano, but these are, are just magical so it's wonderful to include that in your visit to go down into that wonderful glowworm grotto and see that and of course you've got a journey into middle earth to the hobbiton movie set is there as well so that's a 12 acre area that was used to film both the lord of the rings and movie trilogies there so you can go and see that and you can even finish off by the fire or in the beer garden at the legendary green dragon inn so there you go i did mention the hamilton gardens i've mentioned that already. You've also got, um, I'm probably not going to get the Kiwi pronunciation of this correctly, so I apologise in advance, all your Kiwi listeners. I'm sorry. Sanctuary Mountain Mongatautari. They say is both a remarkable achievement and an unblemished paradise at 3,400 hectares. It's the largest fenced nature sanctuary in New Zealand. Mm. It's got a 47-kilometre pest-proof fence keeping out predators. Not that I think New Zealand's got that many, but the sanctuary is home to a wide variety of native flora and fauna, including the tiwi and the tuatara, that thrive in this area, apparently. They have over 400 dedicated volunteers to help run the mountain there or the mountain retreat, and it's a really lovely place for you to go and you can do guided tours of the forest and wetlands there and of course you've got the mighty Waikato River which is New Zealand's longest which flows from Mount Ruapehu through Lake Taupo to the legendary Hooker Falls and out to sea at Port Waikato so there you go and you can go kayaking or you can do all sorts of things there of course on the river which is lovely as well so yeah there you go so the area of that Waikato region has a lot to offer and a lot you can do lots of lovely walks hikes boating Fishing, surfing, we now know, the longest left-hand surf break. Lots of lovely things with your reserves and the gardens. So a beautiful place in the North Island to include in your itinerary. To a new RFM, we're talking travel and it's time to take a look at the hot deals department in the current travel marketplace. Sally Lucas, what have you got? Well, this tour, as I mentioned earlier, Jane, this 14-day Tasmanian depth tour, it's, it really is in-depth. And to let you know, that it's a 46-seater air-conditioned coach, but they're only taking 20 people on it. Hmm. So you've got lots of space to move around, and you have 13 nights accommodation in three- and four-star hotels. You get all your breakfasts, three lunches, and six dinners. Now, you, just to give you an idea, you're going into Hobart, you go to the beautiful Russell Falls in the Mountfield National Park, Salamanca Markets, 
Port Arthur, of course, the forest canopy at the Tahoon Air Walk down south. Um, you go to a boat workshop, a wooden boat workshop in Franklin. You go to the Huon Valley, Mona Museum. You go to Ross and Oatlands, those two historical townships. You do an actual cruise of Wine Glass Bay in Freysenay National Park. Uh, you visit St Helens. You have a cheese tasting at Pyangana, which is famous for its cheeses. You see the wonderful World War I memorial trees that are carved at, at a place called Ledgerwood, which are quite incredible. Launceston's Cataract uh, Gorge, wineries, Sheffield, which is called the Town of Murals. You go through the Tarkine Rainforest. Uh, you visit Stanley, home to the Nut, as we've mentioned. Uh, meet the resident animals at the Devils uh, at Cradle Wildlife Sanctuary, as well as enjoying, of course, and exploring Cradle Mountain and the Gordon River, Macquarie Harbour and the Rack and Gorge Railway, which is the steepest in the Southern Hemisphere. Quite an in-depth tour, so 14 days, and departures on this go from um, September this year through to April next year. So just keep that one in mind. If you're heading to South Australia, you can do whale watching there. So even though we can just look at, we're very lucky, we can just stand at Bar Beach or Strislecki Lookout and have a look at the whales, or we can also go out on a cruise. But you can also, if you happen to be in South Australia, which a lot of people are heading that way on their holidays these days, you can do a head of bite whale watching, it's called. And it goes from Adelaide, and it's renowned of one of Australia's most spectacular whale watching sites, with the backdrop of the spectacular Bunda Cliffs. So that would be really quite something because you're actually viewing southern right whales there, 120 southern right whales right whales as I say as they frolic in the waters there of that wonderful Great Australian Bight Marine Park and you do a two hour whale watching cruise off there as well and you're also going to sport other things as well like dolphins, sea lions, fur seals little penguins, all that sort of thing so you might like to consider that if you're travelling to South Australia and it's a great state to self drive in as well so there's lots of little packages out at the moment including your car hire and accommodation you know you can do anything from a seven day or three day kangaroo island four day that just does outback and wine um, which are lovely little inclusions to do or if you want something a touch of luxury you can go into the Flinders Ranges and stay at Akaba. It's an actual remote 60,000 acre privately owned and protected wildlife conservancy which is in the Flinders Ranges there and you actually stay in a restored 1850s homestead and you have each each little uh, um, cabin that you stay in or house if you like has its own character ensuite bathroom with a veranda and views of the surrounding ranges and you have twice daily safaris are included um, with guides of course and it's just a wonderful part having been to the Flinders Ranges not that long ago it is stunning it's a, it's a fabulous part of South Australia uh, so there are departures here um, that go 1 to 19 December this year and then 9 Jan to 28 February next year um, you can also get optional car hire available from Adelaide Airport if you wish to, you know, obviously if you're not on your own car and you're flying in, that's available as well to add on to that package. So that would be something wonderful to do. So at the moment, you stay four nights there and only pay three as long as you book by the end of July. Yeah, so that's mm. really quite good. So look, there's a lot out there. A lot of cruise companies, Jane, are trying to get back into Australia. As we've mentioned before, you know, a, a reader rather a reader wrote into the Sydney Morning Herald travel guide saying like you know why can't we have cruise ships here when we've got over 100 people on the GAN and they're saying we can't have cruise ships with over 100 people what's the difference and I think they're all getting a little bit sick of this they they want to come back into Australia they're putting all the right protocols in place with the cleanliness of their ships they're sanitizing how they serve meals etc so look I really hope because it would be a boon to the travel industry if we could 
get ships back down here. So let's just hope that happens because they're all just champing at the bit, <laughs> as you can imagine. To, and, and we are too to have them back down here, of course, and cruise our wonderful waters. So, well, yeah. thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.